All righty. Good morning, everybody. So we are now doing a side hustle job. It is just me today. Um, I believe this is going to release on Thursday. So happy Thursday morning, everybody. Um, so today I've got a special guest with me. So consider this your Supercast Dessert of the Week. Um, this week I have Brent the Land Shark. Um, so those of you guys who don't know Brent, Brent, welcome to the show, and why don't you give us a little introduction? What's up? How is everybody? I'm Brent. <laughs> I refer to myself as the Land Shark. Appreciate that. Where did that come from? Let me just cut you off right there. Shit. Uh, I'm not really <laughs> sure, honestly. I'm just a weird dude, weird dude and it just kind of started rolling, and then it stuck. Me and my buddy Sharky, we just, his nickname is Sharky, and uh-huh. then I, I I'm sure just, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but I'm sure just self-consciously, I just, that kind of played into it, I'm sure. But All yeah, right. so, and then the ego just fueled it. <laughs> All righty, so where are you from, and where, you know, what's your background? Well, um, I do optical course racing. I am from just south of Kansas City in a small town, and I have raised... All, most of the series is out there, except for a couple, which I'd like to visit soon, like a Savage, one an Axe. Have you uh, done a Savage yet? Never, but I always hear good things. It's like, that. that is one of my goals as an Axe. I want to win the Fit Challenge. Mm-hmm. And then I'm really into this High Rocks currently, too. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that in a minute. So if you were, I I referred to you as the dessert of the week. If you were a dessert, what would you be? Oh, cheesecake. No. Oh, ice cream sandwich. Maybe. I love ice cream sandwich. Ice cream sandwich. That's so just boring. Really? Chocolate chip cookies with some cookie dough ice cream every night. (laughs) All righty. Well, one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to talk to you because for those of you guys listening who aren't real hip to the Midwest, um, which, you know, the Midwest kind of seems to be the forgotten zone of OCR in general, but the Midwest has put on a OCR this past weekend. Um, and to my knowledge, I believe it was the first OCR that actually happened since this world has been shut down. Um, so it was called the Primal Fear OCR, right? Yeah. All right. And where was it? Southeast Oklahoma, in a town called Salisaw. Sounds like the middle Just, of nowhere. It, it is kind of, honestly like, yeah, it is the middle of nowhere, but it was fun. So I'm guessing, I mean, I didn't see it very highly, you know, publicized. I'm guessing that was probably by design because I'm guessing they didn't want that many people. So how many racers were there? Oh, total, I'm not sure. It was probably 50 or so. Oh, okay. So a really small one. I took off. Yeah, it was really small. I mean, I have no idea if it was by design, but I also took off like, first wave and then i just kind of i had a long drive i had to spend the weekend with my family so i kind of took off but i don't know how many took how many were on the course you know what i'm saying right so what was the course like muddy um it's a 
big open field, obviously being in the Midwest, and then a lot of walls you jump over, a lot of water crossings, which I always find fun. But it was just like three inches of mud the entire time for all four point whatever miles it was. And then so, you had to go climb stuff, monkey bars, a rig with nunchucks. Like it's harder than your Spartan races. But, oh really? Okay. Yeah, I mean. Without the pegboard, I mean, it's kind of very similar, like conquer the gauntlet stress level. It's a lot of jumping and climbing. Okay. So what was the what was the culture like there? What was the environment? Did it feel like it was a COVID kind of situation, or was that just out the window? Oh, you know the community. It was out the window. I mean, <laughs> especially in and especially in the Midwest. I mean. Mm-hmm. So no real. distancing stuff or spray downs or anything like that, just back to business? Yeah, I mean, but that's where it is everywhere around here, even not just racing. I mean, you know what I mean? The race is mm-hmm. just just like everywhere else. Felt, I don't know, felt normal, felt right. Okay, so you don't think there was any kind of fears or concerns or... I did not see fears. No, okay. I didn't. No one seemed to be worried about it. Like wearing, no one was wearing a mask. If that's what you're asking. Okay. Well, I mean, and it's funny. It's a, it's definitely you know a, a, an area thing. You know, around here, down in in Atlanta, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. Like I can go to the store and you know maybe half and half. You know, you'll see some masks, you'll see no masks. Um, but then I talk to friends of mine who live up in the Chicago area. And they say, you know, you basically can't leave your house without a mask on and kids aren't allowed anywhere. And they describe a totally different situation. So, you know, it's interesting. Other world, like you're highly, you know, population wise, completely different lifestyles, I would say. Right. Probably. You go to the grocery store, there's 5,000 people. I go to the grocery store. I know everybody. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So you're part of the whole KC OCR crew out that way. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so how has things been for you guys as far as training? I know you guys usually do a lot of group stuff. Like, has has any of this pandemic stuff affected you guys out that way? Well, my training partners, it affected them. They disappeared on me for like three weeks. So I was left confused. But I Uh-oh. train with Luke Fawn and Steel quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I got a guy, guy around town here I lived with. His name's Joe. And he helps mm-hmm. me with my strength, really. But. I'll do Lucas, like I'll do special, uh, that's where I'll do a lot of my OCR type training. And then I have a running buddy, the Sharky I was referring to. So mm-hmm. I kind of got like someone for every skill set. There you go. So people may not have heard of you quite yet, but I, I suspect you're one of those names that people are going to become more and more familiar with because you're kind of killing it. Well, thank you. I hope so. That's the <laughs> I have one goal in the pool game. I was on the couch, low place, just partying, mm-hmm. living the life. Saw that broken skull ranch, and like ever since then, I just have like one goal, and I just, I just want to be on this podium with Hunter sometime. Like that is my goal to beat him. It's Sounds a hard like a man one. crush. Oh, <laughs> him and Matt Fraser, huge man crush. No homo. Okay. So if you could hang out and train with one of those two all day, who would you pick? Shit. It's <laughs> tough. No threesome, just one. Ah, fuck. Um, <laughs> shit, I got the style of Hunter, but I got I like Matt's lifestyle a little more. 
I'd okay. probably chill with Matt. Okay, fair enough. So, are you into CrossFit too, or? I try to be, but man, those guys, they're something special. They are so strong. Like, I'm strong, but like, they are, they've got something else. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting I you say I like that. Go ahead. Okay. I'm saying when, when Hunter this past year decided he was going to go to the, you know, get all in with CrossFit, you know, on our side of the sport in, in OCR, you know, everybody looks at Hunter as, you know, the, the strongest guy there is. But then when you see him compared to, you know, a Matt Frazier or, you know, some of these other top level CrossFit guys, you realize that he's still not even up to caliber with them as far as the weights go. Yeah, no, I would have liked to see him if he could have got past day one. I thought like some of the other CrossFit game events, he would have really shined in. But yeah, Matt and them, some of those guys are just, they're out of this world. It's incredible. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. So he is does, strong. Does, I mean, does Hunter know of you? Does, is he aware of the crush? Fuck. Uh, oh, oh, he's probably aware of the crush, but, uh, <laughs> no, that guy, I gotta stop saying that. Um, I don't know, not yet, probably, but... Right, but you're gunning for him. This winter, I gotta get past his little posse first, the Mud Run boys or whatever, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I, got, I got a couple of them I gotta bag down before I can get to the top. Well, it's I mean, it seems like, man. you know, I I met you before I moved out of Missouri, um, and at that point, it seemed like you were just kind of starting to get in the game. Um, but here in the past, you know, year or so, it seems like the results are, you know, really coming forward that you've really improved. What do you, what do you attribute that to? Consistency. I mean, I work hard and I'm pretty consistent with what I do mm-hmm. and a drive. I have one goal. I mean, I have one goal. I think about that goal all the time. I just want to win. Okay. So are you more of a short course strength guy like Hunter or are you more of the long technical stuff? What's what's your specialty? Uh, I can grind out some things, so I don't mind the beast, but I always consider myself like the great value version of him. <laughs> the the long version. Yeah, I ain't quite on his level on any. He's just a little faster, a little stronger, but. Other than that, I really like the beast kind of. I mean, a lot of people break in those and Yeah. I don't know. I like short and I like the high rocks, like I said. I kinda like that. Yeah, so you were you were there in Chicago, right? That's right. I, I saw you there. Did you yeah, compete? That first, yeah, that was my very first one. Okay. And how how'd you do compared to the top guys there? Oh, there I kinda got the feel I I definitely learned some ins and outs. Like, the first one's really rough. Like, my legs just absolutely blew up on me after. I've never done a ski erg, really, and then the sled push. Like, I just broke. And then, so when I went to Dallas, I knew I knew about pacing a little more. Like, I didn't worry about it. Like, I was just like, I'm going to lose ground in the ski erg. Sled push is kind of – I learned the, how to work. You know, every time you do a course, you get a little better. And oh, for so sure. Dallas, I got – I saved like 12 minutes off in Dallas. I figured out the whole don't 12 go. 12 minutes? That's huge. Well, I didn't run my first split in like three minutes. Like I realized, hey, that's not me. I'm not I'm not fast enough yet. Right. Good. I ran my own race. And it helped. 
Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think what you said is, is right on, you know, the, I, I did this Chicago high rocks, um, and, you know, definitely learned a lot from that. You know, anytime you do a new race, you've got to give yourself a learning curve to figure out exactly how to do it. And when it comes to something like high rocks or now coming up soon, DecaFit, you know, it's, it's unlike anything that we've done before in this sport. Yeah, ex- uh, exactly. And I think Deca- the only thing about DecaFit is that, again, it's just they kind of take the weight out, which is a big benefactor, you know, benefits me. So yeah. I'm a little, but I do, I like those styles and I like stadiums. Like I think Dallas, I, if I believe it's in August, that's another one I plan mm-hmm. on. I like the competitive field. I mean, a lot of those guys run away. Like, I mean, it's tough to chase a Robert right. Killian or someone that's a buck 50 upstairs all day. Yeah, the Dallas Stadium um, is is no joke. I did that one last year, and I did the I did the stadium series, and that was the hardest one of all of them because it's just that stadium's just stupid big. So there's just a zillion and five stairs that'll beat you down. Oh, I know, super nice, though. super. I so what's the rest movie. of the season look like for you? Or well, assuming things start opening up, what's what are your goals? I know you say you want to win, but what do you have your eye on most? Uh, like I said, the high rocks. I'm really looking forward to giving Nick Riker another shot to beat me at one of those St. I really enjoy those Hazelwood races in St. Louis too. In Missouri, yes. We we talked those, about that one briefly when it when we had. I think that there was the Chirenji, the Valentine's Massacre. Um, you know, it's 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 funny you bring up Nick Riker because that's who I I referred to you like compared you to. Um, when I was talking about bringing you here onto the podcast, I said, you know, he reminds me similar to Nick Riker, where nobody really heard of him at first. He was just this Midwestern guy that started just showing up at things and, and winning. And now he's really started to make a name for himself. And dude, he is fast. Like, I mean, we raced earlier this year and after the race, I barely beat him, but he had to do 20 more burpees. I mean, they're tough, just obstacle galore. Mm-hmm. And both had to, do, I'd do 60, but he'd do 80 or something. But mm-hmm. it was one of those races that he could never open up and run that. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm excited for the kid. I mean, I think he's gonna do pretty good in the national series. I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy race. I like it, racing those races with him because it's kind of obstacle dense, and it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's gonna outrun me, but in the obstacles, it evens it up with us a little more. Right. Right. Well, why don't you tell us, what's a week like for training for you? How do you get ready for for, for the season? I mean, we don't, nobody knows when it's going to start. So what does is, what is a typical week look like for you? Uh, well, right now I'm just kind of, main. I call it maintaining mode. Well, maintain May, I guess it's June now. But, um, I mean, I go to work and then I, well, I usually run a mile before like a weights workout. I do about two weights workouts a week. Okay. Which would be squats, deadlifts. I mean, I cover the essentials. Anything that thrusters, anything that's going to benefit what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And and then I run. I just consistently run like a pace. I'm a big treadmill guy. Like I, the Drogba effect, like factory made person. I believe in. Mm-hmm. And so like I'll, I set paces and I learn to teach my body to run at that pace. You know, I'm not. I don't do need to do more speed work. But before a race. Like, when it gets closer to where I'm trying to race, I will wake up and, like, run and do, like, 50 push-ups in the morning. Something to just get my blood flowing at least twice a day. Okay. 
but yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't really like sharing the ins and outs of my workouts. <laughs> it's a secret, huh? Yeah, I'm just saying like everything that's pretty normal. I just right, right, nothing crazy. Thing. Yeah. What race would you say that you've done? Was there a moment that totally hooked you into the sport? Well, very first one, like I like I told you, I saw him on TV doing the stone cold thing. So as mm-hmm. any land shark would do, I start talking shit to him on social media. And he's like, oh, come out here and get within 10 minutes of me. I'll buy you a 30 pack. Of course, oh. my ego, 10 minutes. So I buy these tickets to Boston and me and my buddy go out there. Okay. Just got smashed. But I mean, I forgot. I forgot Boston's like 40 degrees cooler than where I'm from. So everyone right. was so nice. Like they were hooking up with hats and jackets and everything and i didn't fit challenge like if anyone hadn't done that that's phenomenal like what a race to start at too yeah that's that's no joke of a race yeah it was i mean it was i didn't even finish my first race to be honest they have some obstacle called the destroyer uh-huh got the best of me but yeah rob took on a heck of a race and that was definitely the time i was just like wow some fun trip excellent race people fantastic and I was just, I was all in from there. I was just like, oh, this is badass. Mm-hmm. And then going back. Bad, so I had to, like, get better. Okay. Sounds I good. Just, I couldn't even finish that. It's like, I have a lot of work to do. And it's, it sounds like you've been putting the work in and you're starting to see it. So that's awesome. Hopefully. That's the goal. Awesome. Awesome. So let's see. One more question for you. What is, if you were stuck on a desert island and you could only bring one piece of equipment to train with, what would you pick? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I got to go with just the, just the pull-up bar. Just the pull-up bar? That's it? That's all you need? If I was thinking of the most, yeah. If I had to, just one thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm probably, maybe a weight vest, but probably a pull-up bar, I mean. Okay, fair enough. Well, we definitely wish you luck this season. I'm excited to see you, you know, keep killing it. Call your shot. What what race do you think, what is your biggest, you know, goal race to to take Hunter? Where, where are you going to come closest at? Is it a High Rocks or Spartan or? What do you think, any land chart? Las Vegas, High Rocks, 2021 in April. Like, uh, where a better stage than Las Vegas? There you go. That's, that's when you're going to take him down? Oh, that is the goal to get close. I want to be cl- at least close enough that I can, like, I don't know, cut his fucking mullet off or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, we might just have to come see it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. That is the goal. All righty, Definitely wish you luck in that and, you know, good luck with your training and hopefully we can all just get out there soon and get back to normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's about time. I think everyone's ready for it. No kidding. Well, it's encouraging to hear that there was a race this weekend that was able to go off without a hitch and, you know, hopefully we'll see some more of that coming. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing you at some of the races. For sure. Thank you so much for talking to me. We appreciate it. Yep, appreciate it. Have a good one.